Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. I'm excited, as always, with these live Q&As. It gives me an opportunity to add value into your life uh, from my exegetical ability, from my experience, all that good stuff. I'm excited uh, um, to do these. But for those who join me for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. What's the point of just scaling and in one area when you was meant to scale in every area so that God can really have something to use. But for those who are joining me for the first time, like I said, uh, make sure if you want to be a part of this live Q&As, make sure you subscribe, hit that bell so you'll know when I'll go live. But for those who's been joining me or been rocking me for a mighty long time, whether you've been a subscriber uh, uh, for 14 years or 14 minutes, I want to say thank you so much for trusting what God has entrusted in me, and I pray it continues to be treasure to you. But as everyone is coming in live, let me give you the quote of the day. There's something that's been on my heart that I want to share with you all, and it's this. Stop granting access to people who are taking you for granted. Stop granting access to people who are taking you for granted. Most people should be granted your absence, not your presence. If people are not uh, treating your presence as precious, then those people should not be in your presence. A lot of us are granting access to our minds, to our hearts, to our skills, to our talents, to our abilities, to people who are not at that level. The thing about it is, is that we have to understand what level we're on and what level we desire to be on. If you desire to be at a certain level, not everybody is meant to level up with you because most people <clears throat> don't have the maturity of mind, don't have the maturity of emotions to help you manage that next level. Because if you continue to grant access to people who are taking you for granted, then they're going to mismanage whatever level you're on. A lot of people do not have the mental uh, um, stewardship ability to be able to manage whatever is in your presence. A lot of us are, are, are unaware of the access level points. So for those who've been with me for a while, you understand this. Not everybody deserves access to every access point of your life. Meaning there are certain people that's only supposed to, that you're only supposed to talk to at the street. Those people were not meant to be in your yard. There are certain people that, was, that can be in your yard and play with the dog, but they were never meant to sip tea or lemonade on the porch with you. There are certain people that you allow on the porch and sip lemonade with, but you won't allow them in your living room. There are certain people that you allow in your living room, but should never go into your bedroom. The issue is we're making street people, sheep people. They're having access to the intimate parts of our lives and we wonder why our lives are being torn apart. You got to be able to have enough level of, of self-worth to say you're not worth the access to my life. Who are you granting access to in your life and how far have you allowed them in? Because I promise you, if you continue to grant access allow those people to have access to you, you'll begin to see yourself not uh, uh, going into the place that God wants you. But let's get right into the live Q&A. Christopher says, hey, coach, hope you well, fam. Christopher says, why does it feel like the pressures of the world are better than being still? Great question. Um, you have to understand uh, the mentality and the motives and, and uh, the, uh, as far as what the devil wants to do in our lives, the enemy's ultimate objective is to grant us things that we're not mature enough for. He knows that if I pressure you and, and, and put you in pleasure places, then your maturity won't be able to handle pleasure. For instance, uh, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to drive a car. It's a pleasure to have sex in marriage. It's a pleasure in those different things. But if a person at 14 is granted, granted the pleasures of sex that was meant to be for marriage, then 
then the Bible, with like the Bible says, when you awaken love before it's time, it's dangerous. When you awaken anything before it's time, you will see in time that you are intertwined with something that you are not mature enough to unwind, right? And a lot of us are entangled with certain pleasures that we're not mentally mature enough for, spiritually mature enough for, emotionally mature enough for, financially mature enough for, and we become intertwined with it, soul tied with it, that it's impossible without the help of the Holy Ghost and repentance for us to be unwind from it, all right? So the pleasures of the world are gonna be pleasurable. The pleasures of the world are gonna make you feel great in the moment. That's why you never measure a thing by the moment of pleasure. You measure it ba based upon the moments after the pleasure. For instance, people who drink alcohol, it feels pleasurable in the moment, but what, what about the moments at the toilet afterwards? If sex feels pleasurable in the moment, but what about the soul tie and the, and the baby and, and the emotional stuff that comes with it, the STD potentially? Everything feels good in the moment, but you never measure a thing by the moment it's initially felt. You measure about the, you measure it by the fruit of after it has been felt. When you measure something based upon the fruit after it's been felt, then you know if you should have even dealt with it, if you should have even made it a deal with it, right? So being still, you have to understand it from a mental standpoint that I'm still for a reason. I'm still for his will. I'm still for his will. I'm still for his will because stillness gives you an opportunity to discern. Stillness gives you an opportunity to, to observe, to see what the will of God is. The Bible talks, it says, I forgot what verse, it says, uh, count it all joy when you go through various trials, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. And when patience has had its perfect work, you will be complete, whole, and lacking in nothing. Uh, another Bible talks about, um, I must say verse, uh, I forgot it, but please forgive me. But the verse talks about that you will be able to discern the will of God, what is true. Okay, there we go. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, <clears throat> but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing, you may be able to discern the will of God. I forgot, let me find a scripture real quick. Uh, be not conformed. To this world scripture. All right, here we go. It says, um, make this smaller real quick. Give me one second. Let me see if I can make this put on the screen for you all so we can do a little quick little presentation here. Let's see. Uh, share screen, share screen. Here we go. <clears throat> Give me. All right, the word of God says, it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the point of being still. If you are allowing yourself to be conformed to this world, then you're going to find yourself um, desiring the world things. And then when you desire the world things, even though it may be good, but it's contaminated with the world's mentality or the world's emotional connections, then you're going to find yourself eventually not enjoying it. But your mind has to be renewed on the idea of why you must be still. Because when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind and you renew your mind to be able to see that it's okay to be still, that it's, that I understand why I shouldn't enjoy certain pleasures of this world, then you will begin to then prove or discern what is actually good. A lot of the things that the world advertises, they advertise at its uh, small percentage of good. It's 10% good for you, but 90% bad for you. Anything outside of God's timing, even though 
even though it has been advertised as good, will eventually be proven not good for you. So you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you'll be able to prove and discern and know what's actually good for you, what's God for you, and what's acceptable. Is it actually acceptable? Even though it may be uh, 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 not as in the in the black or the white, it may be in the gray. Just because it's in the gray doesn't mean it's the right way, right? Things that may be acceptable uh, in certain areas may not be acceptable to you. And what's perfect and what's the will of God? So yes, the pleasure of the world always going to feel better, but it always feels better in the moment. But eventually you'll see what is better in the moment ends up being bitter the moments after it's felt better. Not everything, you should never, you should not, you should never, never, the goal in life is not to always bet on what you think is better. Because some of the things that you bet that is better is actually bitter. And bitter is when something that you bet on bit you and now you bit her because you realize that it wasn't meant for you. So being still, there's a lot of benefits to being still. Being still means I got to see if it's God and after the dust settles, let me see if I should settle in it. Hope that helped, fam. Aline says, uh-oh, we're back, Aline. Hey, coach, missed you, missed you too, fam. Glad to be back. Can I, I can tell you why. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Jody Real says, how to make sure I am not being judgmental towards a woman when I turn her down from dating her? What lifestyles should we stay away from when choosing who to date? Great question. Let's look at it layer by layer. How to make sure I am not being, assess your heart always. If you're judging someone from your mental and you're not judging someone from your spiritual, then you're judgmental. The Bible says there's a righteous judgment. Judging from your mental is I'm judging based upon me feeling that I'm better than her or I'm judging based upon, oh, look, she's a low level Christian or she's not even a Christian. All. And then, you know, you're judgmental when your mental makes you feel like you're better. When you you know you're judgmental when you make mental comparisons between you and the individual. But when you judge it from the spiritual, there's no emotional or mental stuff involved. You're judging from a righteous judgment. You're just judging based upon not judging who she is. You're just judging based upon whether this person should be in your life or not. It's okay to judge. The Bible says judge not lest you be judged. But when you judge, you have to judge righteously. See, I don't mind judging people to see if I should be their friend. It's nothing wrong with judging a person to see if they should be your man or your one man. Nothing wrong with judging a person to see if they are God's will for you. You're judging from the spiritual, not judging from the mental. And when you judge from the spiritual, you're basically judging surfacely spiritually to see if it's meant to be connected to you. Judgmental people judge from the mental place of saying, this is who I am. I'm at this plateau and, and you're not. So now I'm judging you based upon you and I. Judging spiritually is judging should, should we be you and I? Should there be a us? And I'm not judging your sins. I'm not better than you. I'm just judging to see if we're meant to be together. So if you turn a woman down because it's a woman that you judge spiritually as not God's will, and that's solely why you judge her, you're not judging her based upon her body, you're not judging her based, that's not wrong with judging certain things because there's certain things a man who's in fitness is going to judge to see if this woman's healthy. I'm a judge to see, hey, are you, or is your life healthy enough to match the health that I'm trying to pursue? You want to be able to judge a person finances and discern to see if we're supposed to be, are we financially compatible? Are we spiritually compatible? Are we mentally compatible? Are we emotionally compatible? Nothing wrong with judging that based upon making sure that you guys, when y'all stand before the judge and y'all become married, then y'all know y'all can carry. 
But judgmentalness is when you're judging based upon I'm better than you and, and you're beneath me, etc. Hope they help. Now, what lifestyle should we stay away from when choosing who to date? Let me see. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying. What lifestyle should we stay away from when choosing who to date? Great question. Lifestyles. All of us have the opportunity to customize, customize a style of life that we want to live. Our lifestyle must be rooted in the style of life that Christ lived, the style of life that the pages of the word of God uh, 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 instruct us to live. We should measure our life after that style. Style doesn't mean that I have to uh, um, change my creative expression uh, per se. It just means that it's, it's, it's rooted my creative expression, the way I carry myself, how I dress is, is influenced by the leadership of the Holy Spirit that's determining the areas, the, the type of styles that may, I may have been influenced by is cleansed so my mind can see that the skirts I used to wear or the pants I used to wear or the things I used to do no longer matches the renewed life that I'm living now. So the best way to determine what lifestyle you should live is to examine what the word of God says about manhood, what the word of God says about womanhood, what the word of God <clears throat> says about modesty, what the word of God says about uh, posture, disposition, character, and then you will know where to stay away from. Because let me tell you something about the people at the Federal Reserve or the, the uh, Secret Service, those who study or observe uh, fake currencies. They don't study the fakes. Because when you study the fakes, you 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 the fakes change every day. The fakes are uh, they make they make the fakes every day. But you study the real. When you study the real, you become real enough to to see with real eyes real lies. You'll be able to realize with real eyes real lies. All right. And so when you have that uh, uh, area of your life rooted in the things of God, you will begin to discern the things of God, and then you will realize that I'm incapable of choosing who to date. Dating should never be, I date to figure out. I date because I figured out. We don't date to figure out because that's a waste of time. I date this person to see if it's it. If you if you date it to see if it's it, if you date him to see if it's, if it's him, or you date to see if it's her, you're wasting time. And you're opening yourself to be emotionally intertwined with someone that was never meant to be in your life. So you have to realize dating should come after determining. I don't date until it has been determined. Date means that, that I've discerned the will of God that this person is meant to be the one for me. Then I date them forever. Dating is setting a period of time for, for engagement, interaction, to, to grow together from confirmation. A lot of people, they're going out there and they think they're smart enough to choose the one they're supposed to be with. None of us are smart enough to choose the person, right? Because, because you have to realize that God wants to arrange marriages. And God knows what you like more than what you like. The woman that I want at 17 or 18 or 15 is totally different after years of maturity of the woman that I want now. Yes, the woman I want at 17 may have been, is still physically the same as the woman that I have now. But we're talking about the intangibles, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional. God is the only one that can truly determine to your discernment to see if that meant, is meant for you to confirm it and be have a firm grip with it. So find what the word of God says about lifestyles you should stay away from and lifestyles you should adopt. And then realize that 
I'm not smart to choose who I date. So I'm going to continue to do what God just told me to do in my singleness because the best place to find your person is in your purpose. And if you're not in your purpose, you won't find your person. When Adam was naming the animals, it was after he fulfilled his assignment that God gave his assistant. You won't find your alignment if you don't find your assignment. You got to be aligned with God and do what God has assigned to you so that you will then be aligned with the one that God has for you. Hope to help. Great questions, y'all. Jazz says, a burglar was in my home while I was sleeping. He ended up running off when I came in the room. As a Christian, would God want us to shoot on the spot or warn them? What would God want? I mean, it's just a, it's situational, my friend. I always warn because, you know, you don't want to take a life. And, and you got to at least give that person opportunity because certain states, man, you got to be very careful, man. Uh, if, if they feel like the bullet hit them through the back and they was retreating, you can be in prison. And so this, you got to use wisdom. Um, and, 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 and I will warn them that you got that thing on you. And if they flee, don't, don't, don't kill a person because then you may end up having a prison ministry, um, instead of a ministry outside the prison walls. And so, but if they're pursuing you, then you got to do what you got to do. If they're pursuing you and you feel threatened and you feel, uh, uh um, whatever, and they're pursuing you, then you got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? But 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 warn them. And if they and if they retreat, then then keep it moving. Hope to help. Uh, let's see here. OK, uh, please, I don't, I don't want to pronounce your name and mess your name up. Uh, because these pleasures are made for you to, okay, got you helping the brother out. Okay. Jordan real says the lifestyle, of the one we choose to date was what I meant. Got you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Hey man. Hey, listen, you, that's why it's important to study what the word of God says about women and men, husbands and wives, so that you could begin to observe and see if, if they observe the word of God, because if they don't observe the word of God, they can't serve you the word of God. Hear me. If they don't observe the word of God, they can't serve you the word of God. And what I mean by that, what you observe is what you serve. I want to observe the word of God enough about manhood, about husbandhood, about sonship, so that when I serve my wife, I'm serving from the word. I'm serving from what I'm observed. We all serve from what we observe. The environments we observe, the people that we observe, the, 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 no matter what you observe, you will serve. We are the duplicates of the images that we that we that we indulge in, that we are allow ourselves to be entertained by, right? And so you, when you begin to see that you've been observing the word of God, then you can really see if they've been observing the word of God. And before you serve what you observe, you see if they observe and have the ability to serve what they observe based upon what the word of God says about a woman, etc. But lifestyles that you should look for. Hey, man, any type of compromising stuff, man. Smoking, drinking, uh, 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 discernment levels low. We, we talking about and whatever. Hear me what I'm saying about this. Like you have to understand what are your spiritual goals? What are your mental goals? What are your emotional goals? What are your uh, physical goals? What are your financial goals? Because when you when those goals are determined, those aspirations are determined and you're pursuing that, then you will naturally see by default because you're uh, 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 elevating that this person is not elevating at the level that you're going. So if you have a healthy lifestyle, they have an unhealthy lifestyle, then you may may have to consider. If they have a, 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 a poor spiritual health, but you have good spiritual health, you see where I'm going with this. 
when you're spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy, financially healthy, then it's easy to spot the lifestyle decisions, even the little minute miniature things that may be hard to grasp off the naked eye. But the discerning eye would begin to see, hey, man, like 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 you're really not strong spiritually. Now, that doesn't we're not talking about measuring their strength spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically based upon uh, uh, life. Things may have happened to them. We're talking about significant. We're talking about they they're babes in Christ. Still. We're talking about they're obese. We're talking about they're emotionally uh, 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 all over the place. We're talking about they're mentally confused. They're mentally confused, spiritually not in tune, emotionally uh, 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 messed up and physically out of shape and financially illiterate, then my friend, yeah, you'll know immediately whether that, that per you know immediately that person I meant for you. Hope that. Warned before shooting or shooting on the spot for defense purposes. Y'all, we already answered that. Jojo Davis says, what's up, coach? It's Jojo out of Fort Worth. How do I become more confident with being independent with responsibilities such as handling money and living on my own? Uh, great question. First, you got to ask yourself, what abilities are required for where I want to have responsibility? Responsibility, by definition, is having the ability to respond or requiring certain abilities for in order for you to respond. For instance, a responsible person is a person who's able to respond. We're not talking about reactabilities. We're talking about responsibilities. A reactive person is a person who just reacts. A reactive person has nothing to say. Respond by definition is having something to say in return. That when someone speaks to me or someone or or signs are shown to me, I have the right ability. I have the ability to respond and I have the right things to say to it. Right. Reactability says I have nothing to say to it. I'm just reacting emotionally and I hope the chips fall in my favor responsibility is said, I have a response. I have the ability to respond to the needs of a woman. I have the I have the abilities to respond to the needs of a man. I have the, abil- the abilities to respond to the needs of a child. That means I have the abilities present, the skills present, the mental stability present, the emotional stability present, the spiritual discernment present, the finances present to actually abil- abil- have the ability to respond to whatever it says. Whatever my daughter says or if she does, I have the ability to respond. Whatever my wife says or does, no matter what spectrum it is, I have the abilities as a mature man with the help of the Holy Ghost in areas that I may not to be able to respond. I have something to say to when my wife don't feel a certain way. I have the ability to respond scripturally, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, to no, to no matter what it is. Most people, a lot of people have what it takes to purchase. They have what it takes to get it, but they don't have the, what it takes to maintain it. Everything purchased has maintenance fees. What's the point of purchasing a Rolls Royce if you don't have the money to maintain a Rolls Royce? Do you know how much the oil change of a Rolls Royce costs? Do you know how much the tires of a Rolls Royce costs? If something happens to the engine of a Rolls Royce, it's different than than, than the changing of an engine, changing of a tire, changing the oil of a Honda. And so you may have the ability to purchase it. You may have the ability to get its attention, but you don't have the ability to maintain it. Maintenance. 
You have to have the money for the maintenance. You have to have the mind for the maintenance. You have to have the emotions for the maintenance. You have to have the spiritual uh, discernment for the maintenance, the spiritual strength for the maintenance. Confidence comes in who you confide in. Like the more you confide in God, the more you will find God in you and then you will become yourself, your best self. And then you will actually have the abilities. That's why it's important to wait so that you can match it in weight. Like it's important to wait. And while you wait, you work, you work on yourself. That's why before God orders, before God orders the season that you want to see, he orders prerequisite seasons. He orders certain seasons to make you seasoned so that you can preserve in season. Hear what I'm saying? The Bible says we're salt and light. I'm supposed, I'm glad, I'm more thankful for the trying seasons than the best seasons. I'm more thankful for the winters than I am the summers and the springs. I'm more thankful because the winters made me able to withstand. And so there's certain seasons that makes you seasoned enough to preserve. How can you preserve and serve a wife if you're not seasoned? The Bible says salt that has lost its saltiness is not is, is only good to be trampled by foot. And so when you understand responsibilities, you then observe how do I tend to respond to money problems? How do I tend to respond? To, to woman problems, to man problems, to personal problems, to dark problems, to light problems, to job problems, to uh, impatient problems. Like, uh, how do I tend to respond? Do I even have anything to say? And it does what I say matches the, the word of God? If not, then I'm, I have reactive, I have reacting abilities, not responsibilities. So the best way to build confidence is to always observe how you tend to respond or react to things that act or have something to say towards you. You got to be able to, you have to have something to say against that warfare. You have to have something credible to say uh, 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 against whatever it is that you face in order to have the ability to respond. And if you don't have the ability to respond, then you shouldn't even even say anything in the way of that thing because because a lot of us we have something to say you got the girl's attention but didn't know she had daddy issues you got the guy's attention but you didn't know he he had self-control issues and then now you was able to respond to to his best foot putting forward or her best foot put forward but then when she put the other foot there and the he put the other foot there, now you don't have nothing to say or respond to his lack of self-control. Now you have nothing to say to her emotional damage. So when it comes to like handling money, living on your own, you got to say, how have I been responding to money lately? Get a sheet of paper and look at, I would not get it. Don't even get a blank sheet of paper. Get your bank statements. Your bank statements prove to you on how you've been responding to certain things. And then if you know for a fact that you don't have the ability to live pure by yourself. You don't have the ability uh, to, 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 to cover your home and, and to live peaceably and, 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 and to manage money to a point to where it, your money works for you and your money grows for you, et cetera, et cetera, then it's not time. But in the meantime, develop the ability so that when, so that then you, when you do, uh, when whatever it, your, your living conditions has something to say to you, you have something to respond financially, you have something to say to it mentally, you have something to respond to it emotionally, uh, physically, spiritually, etc. Great question, Joe. Purpose says, how to attract or find my wife? I know some attractive people that are over 50 and never found a partner. How is that possible? Great question. Let's break it down layer by layer. How to attract. 
you if you don't match, you can't attract. Like you attract at the level that you are. Right. So you you have to ask yourself <clears throat> before in order for me to actually attract a wife, I have to be an attractive husband. I just can't be an attractive boy or an attractive man. I have to be an attractive husband. A wife is looking for a selfless, sacrificial, God-serving, Holy Spirit submitted to man. And if that is not in your hand, if you're not a husband, then you don't have nothing to hand her over. You have nothing to provide her. So what is attractive to a wife? Here's some things that are attractive to a wife. A man who submitted to God. A man who doesn't compromise the things of God. A man who is led by the spirit of God. A man who prays. A man who is seasoned in the word of God. A man who is not easily moved by much, easily moved by anything. A man who is, if he's moved by anything, knows how to be moved into his prayer closet to find strength to move the family forward. A man who is financially literate and financially unstable. A man who's emotionally stable, a man who is mentally stable, a man who encourages, a man who who is who loves family first, who love who who a man who loves himself, a man who speaks up for himself, a man who's not weak, a man who can defend, a man who who only who who is not uh, uh, affected by any type of contaminants or molecules of lust, a man who who is uh, rooted in the Word of God. Etc. Etc. I can keep going for days if I had time. And if you don't have those things attractive to you, you may attract a woman who desires to be a wife. So you don't want to attract a woman who desires to be a wife. You want to attract a woman who have the disciplines of a wife already. So you have to ask yourself, I, I, I don't want to be an aspiring husband. <laughs> I want to be an actual husband. You don't want to be an aspiring husband in the moment of pursuing a woman. You want to be an actual husband. You have to be it before you be it. I do should be I did. Like, like I do and I did. <clears throat> At the altar, it should be, uh, do you accept this woman to be your uh, wife or whatever? I do and I did. <laughs> I do. I accept her. But I've also done the things in my life to prove that I can take her as my wife. So the thing is how to attract. You got to say, am I attractive as a husband? If you're not attractive as a husband already, then a woman who have the disciplines of a wife won't even look your way. Now, you can get married to an aspiring wife. You can get married to a woman who may never be a wife. You just married a woman or you just married a girl. All right now, find my wife. The, man, the Bible says, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtaineth favor from the Lord. Let's break that down. When the Bible talks about when a man finds a wife, it's not talking about a man going looking for a wife. I give this example all the time. If I'm going into Target, Walmart, uh, let's say Whole Foods, that's my favorite um, establishment. If my mission at that moment was to go to Whole Foods, that was my mission life. But as I was walking towards the open doors of Whole Foods, I found $100 along the way. Was I looking for $100? Did I know that $100 was there? No, I found it along the way. The same is with the woman. When a man finds a wife, as a man is flowing with the Holy Spirit, as a man is focused on himself and focused on growing, and when a man is fulfilling his purpose for that season that he's in, then as those things are operating within and without, then he'll find her along the way. Listen, your wife has already been found, but has your purpose been found? 
Huh? So when a man find when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. The thing is, you gotta be so focused in God. You gotta be so fruitful in God. You gotta be focused on things of God so that you'll be able to know what a good thing is. A lot of men they want a woman who is sexually fit, who who is who can cook or whatever. But what about the finances, the spiritual, the mental, emotional, etc.? And there are a lot of people who are attractive over 50, but they're single for a reason. Like discernment cares less about the external. It cares more so about the internal and the eternal. Most people only see attractive people based upon the external. But have you taken enough time to discern the internal and the eternal? I got to see, are you eternally connected to the most high? Are you saved? Are you a child of God? Are you submitted to the spirit of God? I got to check your eternal, your internal, then before I even consider fully the external. If all you examine is the external, then you only see them as attractive. But there's a lot of pretty people, handsome people that are ugly to the 10th billion, whatever the word I'm trying to say, on the inside. And they're, they're dark. And, and filled with demons. Dolled, she's a doll on the outside, but full of demons on the inside. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's possible. There's a listen, let me tell you something. There's a reason why people single. There's a reason. If you're single over 50 and you desire to be married, you're off. Unless, unless you have some John the Baptist mom stuff going on and God's like, you're, I made you, there's a purpose to it. But if there's no purpose to it and you just single name, that person look in the mirror long enough. That person doesn't really see, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some issues in my life. Hope to help. Well, I got to go pretty soon. Let me see if my sister texts me. All right, let's keep going. DeAndre says, what's up, Coach Josh? Any tips on how to guard your emotions? Great question, family. Well, you have to understand what emotions are. They're indicators of a present mood. So now you got to check what's present. What is What usually, when present, triggers certain emotions? So when a person is present, their presence conjure up these positive or negative emotions. Negative, positive, and extreme positive emotion. There's three levels of emotions. There's negative emotions, there's genuinely positive emotions, and then there's the elated positive emotions. Like if a person comes in your presence and you become too elated and you're not, you have no control, then those emotions are bad too. Extreme happiness, extreme excitement, those, those are indicators of some level of desperation, some levels of deep need. And that person is the one you feel uh, uh, completes you, all right? So you got to discern, discern, discern uh, uh, um, the emotions that sprout when certain people come out and when certain people are in your presence or when certain situations happen. Uh, when so, so you have to guard everything in your life from environmental presence, from individual presence to social emotional presence to mental presence, because sometimes thoughts can be present, cause certain emotions to sprout. And then you have to examine the emotional control you have over each. 
or the lack thereof. And if you lack emotional control in these different areas, then there's some area in your mind that hasn't been renewed to see that thing that's present correctly so your emotions can be stabilized. So you have to change the way you see what is what tends to be present or not present. Some people, they don't, they don't even have to be present. Some people are emotionally unguarded because the woman of their dreams not present. The man of their dreams not present. And every time they see somebody else get married, they see somebody else get someone, it conjures these emotions. You have to change the way you see your singleness. You have to change the way you see yourself because we become victims of our own of violence towards ourselves. So we're violent towards ourselves. We 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 not we don't have no vision for ourselves. We don't have no insight in ourselves. We don't really see ourselves the way we should see ourselves. We don't see ourselves the way God see ourselves, and we don't see ourselves for ourselves. What I mean by this, you know, you ain't good enough for what you upset about. You know that you're the reason you you're the one that victimized your own self to feel this kind of way. So you got to renew your mind out of victimization to actually being victorious and seeing what is causing you not to be victorious. So your mind can be more in pursuing things uh, to become a better person, et cetera, et cetera, so that you can be mentally guard. You see, your emotions are guarded by your spirit and your mind. And what I mean by that is emotions only follows the stability of the mind. If the mind is not renewed, the emotions will be raging. When the when the mind is renewed, the the emotions will be a still river. So tips on how to guard your emotions. First off, you got to see where you and God are. You got to see where you and God are. How's your relationship with God? Because if you emotionally unstable, then chances are you are far from God. Now, how can you be far from God? Like, like I, me and my wife can be in the same room and be miles apart. If my mind is somewhere else, if my heart is someone else, so, with someone else. So being far from someone doesn't mean that you're far physically from them. You're just far mentally, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera, et cetera, from them. So the Bible says in him that we live, move, and have our being. You can have the Holy Spirit in your heart and still be far from him, far from where he desires you to be, far from where you need to be, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to see where you and God are. If you and God ain't where you need to be, then you got to go where, where you left them mentally, emotionally, spiritually, etc. Next, you got to get a better understanding of the things that are around you. You got to get a better understanding of, of, of the things that are around you. Better understanding of yourself. Because if you don't understand yourself, then you ain't going to be able to stand under anything much emotionally. You got to say, okay, I see why. <clears throat> you got to check underneath to a better understand. Check underneath your heart. Open the hood of your heart and say, okay, oh, I haven't forgiven my dad. I haven't forgiven my mom. Oh, man, I I'm too zealous about this. Oh, man, like I don't have the right perspectives about waiting, etc. You got to check underneath so that you can better understand why you're not standing under things emo emotionally secure. Next, you got to change your aspirations. <clears throat> you got to change your aspirations, man. You got to say, man, I aspire to go higher. I spy now, now. I guard my emotions. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a adjust my emotions. I'm a, I'm a alter my emotions from the negative and from the elated positive to the positivity that's finding the pages of God. I got to begin to have a, a different anchor. I have to have a different attitude. My anchor changes my attitude. My attitude changes my aspirations. See what I'm saying? Next, you got to get rid of the things that that you are doing ritualistically that's causing you to be a. a unstable emotionally. 
We got to get rid of certain things. You got to get rid of certain people. You got to get rid of certain environments. You got to get rid of certain things that you choose to be in that's making you not be who you need to be in other places. So, G, you got to see where you and God are. You, you got to check underneath to better understand why you're not able to stand under certain emotional uh, weights. You got to change your anchor, your attitude, and your aspirations and go after. Go after with, with, with desire and passion the things of God. Next, you got to get rid of certain things that is causing you to be emotionally whatever. And D, you got to be more disciplined. You got to say, no, I'm not going to allow this emotion to have its full duration. No, nope. you got it. You got to dead it. You got to dead it through discipline. No, I will not feel this way about this. I will not uh, pr uh, pursue this emotionally. Hope to help. And that will help you guard your emotions, man. Uh, renewing your mind, understand who you are in time. Uh, and, and as far as your uh, development, uh, 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 making sure you are God good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hope to help. Jordan Real says, should Christians only date? Yeah. Can two walk together lest they agree? What's the point of dating someone that has the Christian missing? <laughs> like that has the Christ missing, that doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Because let me tell you the downfalls, the dangers of dating someone who's not a Christian. First off, they will cause you to compromise eventually. It's never the strong person that runs the relationship, it's the weak person. Whoever loves the least controls the relationship. So why? The Bible says don't be unequally yoked with non-believers or even baby believers. Why? Because the, when you unequally yoke, you are a strong ox. They are a weak ox. And when you are joined to someone, you're joined by the neck. Right. Neck is one of the most vulnerable areas of our body. And when you're joined neck to neck with a person, what happens when that person stops is not in step with you? What happens when that person is not as strong as you? Now the yoke becomes at an angle. And when it's at an angle, you're now pulling yourself. Now you're pulling the weight of you. Now you're pulling dead weight and you're pulling the carriage. It snaps your neck. The person who is the strongest usually dies the first dies uh, uh uh first they start dying spiritually they start dying in their emotions they start dying mentally they start stuff starts dying and decaying in them because they're 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 using too much strength to pull listen listen marriage anything any person that you yoke with should be a a a a, a light even when there's turbulence even when y'all y'all may be step, stepping on uneven path but the feet don't got nothing to do with the neck. So even though the path may be turbulent and they may step in a pothole, but they're not going to stay in that pothole. They may step in a dent, but they won't stay dented. So no matter what happens with the feet, they're able to rebound because they're bound by the Holy Spirit. They are bond servant to the Holy Spirit. Therefore, they are quick to get back leveled. But if you're pulling someone that doesn't have the spirit of God in them, they have no life in them. So that means you're pulling dead weight. And then it snaps your neck. Then it suffocates you. And you can't breathe in that relationship. You can't breathe no more <clears throat> because they're breathing carbon monoxide on you. What they're breathing is not beneficial to you. And you can't even be you. So being unequally yoked, yes, it would destroy the strong. It would destroy the Christian and it would a non-Christian because now you're they're just sitting there being drugged through. So should Christian, oh, yeah, man. And you, Christians shouldn't continuously date Christians. You should date your Christian. <laughs> 
You don't, I don't, what I don't want you to do is, oh, I'm gonna go to this Christian event. I'm just gonna start dating a bunch of Christians. I find the Christian that guys for me. No, 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 no. You date the Christ. You date yourself as a Christian so that you'll know what Christian you should be dating for the rest of your life. You got to date Christ, man. What I mean by that, you got to find dates, a date and a time and periods where you and God become familiar with each other. Because you date someone, you set dates to become familiar. And so if you don't date God or date yourself, then you won't become dateable for the one that you need to date for the rest of your life. So you got to date God. It's okay. I'm going to spend more time with God. I'm going to set dates, times with God. We're not saying that you take God to Starbucks. I'm not saying that. I'm not telling you you're taking God to Ruth Chris. I'm not saying you're taking God to Maggiano's or something like that or, 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 or Cheesecake Fry. I'm not saying you take God and people look stupid in public and you over there ordering, ordering the salmon for God. You, God, you want lobster tails. And you ordering lobster tails. The only thing you do, though. You ordering lobster tails. And salmon, <clears throat> mashed potatoes, and asparagus, and the plate, nobody eating. That you look crazy. What I mean is dates, times throughout my day, times throughout my week where I spend time to get to know God, date him. And then I must date myself. I gotta see, am I even of the faith? I gotta make sure, do I am I measuring up in my faith? I gotta see where am I in my Christian walk? Where am I in the sanctification process? Where am I? Am I am I more righteous than I was before? What I mean by that, we're not talking about the imputed righteousness of Jesus that makes you uh, in, in right standing with God. You don't have to worry about hell. We're talking about am I righteous in God so I can prevail and sail? Like, am I living in accordance to the imputed righteousness that's been right that's been uh, placed on me? And then you see whether or not and you trust God to bring the right Christian because as God's developing you, God's developing them as they date him, as you date him, and as you date yourself and as they date themselves, then when y'all become at the right time, you will have the confirmation needed to know that this person is uh, seated into your life to be uh, the love of your life. Hope to help. All right, time for one or two more and I got to go. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions, man. It's a it's an honor to serve you all. Jazz says, "Is it okay to test people to see their?" Yeah, man. The Bible says, um, "Test the spirit to see if it's of God." The Bible says, "Beloved, don't believe every spirit, but test every spirit to see if it's of God." Uh, beloved, belief, but test. Those are three things I say in my book, Counterfeit the Counterpart. This book right here, I'm gonna show it to you right now. Is it, man? I'm telling you, this book will change your life. Counterfeit or counterpart, how to continue to discern the will of God in every area of your life. This book has test formulas, how to test a person, uh, how to test yourself, etc. etc. And so I can go over the acronym right now. You have to test that person's temperament, you have to test the end result, you have to test the scriptural supports, and you have to test the timing. In order to test the character of a person, you got to test that temperament. You got to say, okay, what is the temperature of this person when when they have nothing and when they have something? Let me test to see uh, how they respond and and with people that's beneath them versus the people above them. Test their temperament. Are they a thermometer or a thermostat? Are they always going to tell you the temperature of the room? Or are they going to help to change the temperature of the room? You don't want to marry a thermometer. All they're going to do is tell you the temperature. Oh, it's hot in here. It's so hot. Right? Then you're taking all your clothes and all of a sudden now you hot and bothered and now you done did something you shouldn't have done, right? You want a thermostat that says, yeah, it's getting hot in here, so I'm going to leave. 
Woo, child, you got me hot and bothered. So let me, let me, let me not bother you no more. Let me. So they know how to set the right temperature or when it's cold and when it's tense, they know how to give a soft answer to alleviate the, uh, the wrath and the anger of you. You want to marry a thermostat, not a thermometer. You want to test to see, do they tell the temperature or do they set the temperature? You also got to check the end result. If you got to really think three to five to seven to 10 moves ahead of the person. When you look at a person, you can see, okay, based upon certain things they do, that's why it's important to be in groups. Like, I don't, I believe, and hear me when I say this, I believe that a lot of things should start in groups before they start, before they branch off into individual. Because there's a lot that you can learn in groups. You can, that you can have, even though they're in groups, you can see how to interact with certain people. You can see how they, they body language. You can see certain things that you may not be able to see one-on-one all the time. So that's why you have to you have to do a lot from community. You have to do a lot of things from groups before you group before you grab. <clears throat> you got to do things from groups before you grab. That's the big difference. A lot of us we grab, we have no group, and then that person grabs you, and you have no one to say, "Hey, have you noticed this about this person?" Check the end result. That if you know for a fact, there's a lot. Like if you really took time to think, if you at a good temperament, at a good temperature. Then you're able to examine 15, I mean, three to five steps down the road and say, okay, yeah, yeah, they live, they live, they want to live in Greenland. <laughs> and I want to live inland. And uh, that ain't going to work. You can check the end result. That ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? They, you, the end result is they're, they're a Muslim, I'm a Christian. That's The end result's not going to be good. Like, like things come to you saved, not needing saving. What God has for you comes to you saved. The person that God cast for you comes saved, sure, sealed, secure, stable. That don't mean that person's perfect. It just means they they have enough in them to navigate certain things, right? We're not talking about a perfect person, no. But they have enough resolve about them to help you solve things with them, right? You always got to check the scripture supports. Are, are, do their lives line up with scripture? And also you got to check, is it the right time? God would not bring you a man. God would not bring you a husband if you know you don't have wife traits. God's not going to bring your wife if you know for a fact. When you know you, you know it's not for you. <clears throat> no matter how good looking it is. Yeah, I'm not ready. And God ain't going to bring me. Why would a chef bring you a meal that's not ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, the sausage, I, I, I took it off the stove half done. <laughs> No, nah, he ain't gonna do that. Hope to help. Cause when you, you're marrying character, character's real deal. I got time for maybe uh <clears throat> excuse me. I have time for one or two more, and I gotta go. My brother, what's going on, family? Oh, are you stand up, man? Good to see you, my brother. Love you, man. Crystal says, hey, bro, it's Crystal Murray. Hey, girl, how you doing? How do you know when your marriage is being attacked versus when someone's ego is just getting in the way? They both can look similar and therefore making the right decision to be hard. Great question. Let's break it down. Marriage is going to be, marriages are going to be attacked because of what they represent. Marriages represent Christ in the church. Mar like a strong marriage creates a strong, okay, let me make this up. A strong man and woman whose strength is in God creates a strong marriage. A strong marriage creates a strong family unit. 
a strong family unit and strong family units creates a strong community. A strong man and strong woman who find their strength in God, who has a strong marriage, who has a strong family unit, who's also connected to other strong family units, who has a strong community, creates a strong nation. So if you weaken the man who's the head of the house and that man doesn't find his strength from the head of his life, who was Christ, then that man will cause the breaking points in the family unit. So that's why the man is attacked first. The mentality of a man, a man who boasts in his strength, a man who boasts in his might, a man who boasts in his money, a man who boasts, 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 will roast, roast, roast. <clears throat> a man, but a man whose boast is in the fact that he knows God will be strengthened and be able to be the proper head to, 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 to wash this woman with the word to keep her and the family strengthened. So the reason why the marriage is weak, because it could be that you married a weak man. Now you got to go back and ask yourself, is, was this even God's man for you? And if this was God's man for you and his man is just going through a turbulent time, then you got to pray for that man, for that man to find his strength to be back in alignment with where his help and strength comes from, who is God. Now you got to say, hey, was there any confirming points in our dating experience that confirmed that he was it? Because you have the consequences of something that you got into that you didn't have no confirmation from God to be in. Therefore, then you have to then ask for mercy. Grace is for the race. Mercy is for, 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 for urgency. So if you're in alignment with the will of God, you have grace. If you're in alignment with God, he's in line with God and y'all are God thing and God has already predestined for y'all to be together, <clears throat> then his grace will be sufficient. If you're in a situation where you chose God's permissible will and not his perfect will, now you're rooted in mercy. God have mercy on my marriage God, and, and pray for the salvation of that man, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, like, like, like when, when, when you, like when you're, it's easy to let go of ego if you're being built like a Lego by God, if you're built brick by brick and God builds you like he like we build with Legos, then it's easy to let go of your ego because you've been built by God. If that man's ego is rooted in what he boasts in, then you gotta and you then you gotta seek God about what you gotta do going forward. Has there been any infidelity? Has he cheated? Has he committed adultery? Then you have an open door, even though divorce was not meant, but because of the hardness of man's heart, God allowed it to be so. And then you got to get out. If there's a way out, if, there, if there's the Lord is making you a way out of the situation, then get up out of there. They both can look similar and therefore make it the right decision to be hard. Great question. Um, when you're being attacked, usually attacks brings usually attacks attract like you ever seen it with siblings they can attack their sibling but when you come against their sibling the siblings unite if your marriage is being attacked and it doesn't cause an attract then you have a demon across enemy lines then you got to find out from god how to pray for your husband stand the gap for your husband even if you need to be separated like if you in danger and his, he's not providing, then you got to say, I got to change where I'm residing. If you ain't providing what I need as a wife, I'm going to change where I'm residing. I may not divorce you, 
but I'm not gonna force you. So I'm gonna go somewhere where I can reside and, and be at peace on the inside. So you may have to consider, hey, moving in with mom or telling him he got to go somewhere. Right. So, but check check with your local pastor, man. Like like because your pastor probably knows your situation a little bit different. Um, probably more knows it more in depth than I do. Or, or someone that, that is seasoned in the sound council, if you don't have that, that's more local, that knows everything. Unless you me, let me know, and I can get more detail about what's going on. Uh, because I'm only getting your side of the story. I don't know his side. And so uh, we got to know both sides to make sure. Uh, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that. But that, that helps me to give accurate, balanced counsel. I hope that makes sense. Amen. Amen. Let me see how many. Man, we got a lot of questions. Thank y'all so much for joining me, man. Check out uh, links in the description box below, man. If you need some um, some good resources, man, I could do that right now. Uh, like you can check this book out right here. Um, facts or feelings. You want to better have a grip over your feelings and find the facts behind them so you can get back to feeling your purpose in life. This book would be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a journal to help you hold things better, become more whole, this book would be a great receipt, great card game that you can get with it to help with that. If you're looking to better understand the purpose of your singleness and how to maximize it, this book, The Purpose of Singles, would be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a dating resource to help you date yourself, to date God and become dateable so you can date a lovely life forever, or to make sure that who you're dating with right now is on the same page, on the same sentence, on the same word, then this, this right here will be... Uh, a great resource. We just talked about this book, Counterfeit Over Counterpart. Uh, if you want to look to better discern the will of God and then see if he's confirmed it in your life, this would be a great resource for you. If you struggle with soul ties or strongholds and you want to better understand the purpose of freedom and how to live in freedom, this uh, purpose of freedom will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with uh, spiritual warfare and you want to better understand uh, the whole armor of God and how to withstand an evil day and how to how each piece of the whole armor of God, etc., etc., this book will be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a book to help for your young person, help them better understand who they are and what they are is, here's a great book, As He Says. As is for the students I serve, great book there. We have merch and ways for you to give and support what we do. Uh, if you feel uh, blessed by this and you want to be a blessing, you feel led to, you can also give on our website there. And I'll go ahead and post links right now for those who joining me live and those who want those other um, links. Those links will be in the description box below. Right, let's see what maybe time for two more and I got to go. <clears throat> Impoli uh, Love says, hi, Josh, I'm a medical doctor currently pursuing my master's and I'm seeing a pastor. Are men insecure about women carrying a financial burden in a marriage? How do I navigate this? Great question. Uh, sometimes the head doesn't always make the most bread. I was there when I first married my wife. I didn't make the most bread. Sometimes the head don't make the most bread. The, the, the goal is not who makes the most bread. It's about can they cut the bread? Do they know how to the, the, uh, uh, make the bread? Do they know? Are they, are they aspiring to make more bread? How are they with bread? It's not about how much bread they make or who makes the most bread. It's based upon can the head 
cook bread? Can the head make bread? Does the head know the ingredients that makes bread? Does the does the does the head know how to cut bread? Does the does the does the a head knows how to take bread and make peanut butter and jelly with it? Knows how to make sausage, egg, and cheese sandwiches with it? Knows how to make uh uh BLTs with it? What can they do with the bread? If all they can see is bread and then you make the bread, but they don't know how to to uh to make bread themselves or steward bread or know the shelf life of bread or know how to manage and maximize the bread so the bread don't mold right then then that may be not may, that may not be a person you can hold because they're your you have to understand what they've chosen to do sometimes what a person does they're passionate about and they love it and they may not be able to rise above what they love you're not gonna you're not gonna you never you're not gonna you're not going to rise above what you love. And what I mean by that, if what he loves to do is pastoring, but his church is small and they're not able to support him at all, and he loves what he does, then, then you have to you have to consider that when marrying. But I do believe that men should be able to, to cause the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And the Bible says he'll teach you how to get wealth, that he'll... <clears throat> That that your hands will be able to to make things right and build things right. So if that man is a pastor and his money level is where is at right now, but but he he knows how to he knows how to be like Christ almost breaking the bread and the bread makes more bread. Can he can if you if you was to give him bread right now, can he break it and make more bread with it? Does he know how to make bread with it? <clears throat> is he a good investor? Like, like, is he, is he, does he have witty ideas? Because just because he's not making more than you right now, doesn't mean that he can't take what y'all bring together, the five loaves and two fish and, and feed multitudes with it. If he's insecure because you make more money, then his money, his God, his money is his identity. And that's not what you want. You want a man that says like, well, my wife, when I first married, yeah, she was making more money than me, but I wasn't insecure about that. Because I know. And I knew, I know, and I show currently that I can make money. I, I, like Myron Golden says, man, as a, one of the people that I watch online, like I, 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 I'm creative. <laughs> I can create money right now. Right now, someone's something, something I created years ago is making money for me. Like, like you create wealth. Sometimes you make, you make, you build wealth by creating wealth by being creative. Now, how do you navigate this? Um, be understand. First off, examine. Examine if he's actually insecure. Because you never want to go in a man who's not secure. You don't want to go in the environment of a man who's not secure. You don't want to go in a marriage with a man who's not secure. Because he has to already be secured and his security must be in Christ. And he actually celebrates you. He actually said, no, I don't mean celebrate you where he's trying to get money from me. But he's like, go after, make that bread. But he's also studying on how to manage bread himself. So examine first, because if he's insecure, then you're going to be insecure. <clears throat> and then you will not be like a man should create an environment for where his woman can be her full self. And he celebrates her. And also, if you examine that he's insecure, then have conversations with him. Have communi communicate with him. Say, hey, how do you feel about me make, making more money? How do you feel? Uh, 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 and there's a great resource that I have, Dating Prep. This book right here will help you, my friend. 
These have I have financial questions in here, and that y'all can have conversations. I have a card game. I wish I had a better graphics of the card game. I have card games called Dating Prep. These card games ask tough questions for you. They give you tough questions to ask so that you can examine their response. You can examine um, their body language. You can examine all these different things. So get this book right here, Dating Prep, both for both you all. It's a journaling piece. A lot of questions on finances, a lot of questions on certain things so that you can really see how they really feel about what it is that you have questions about. And if a man can't handle your questions, then that man is hiding something from you. You got to be able to be free to ask questions. I don't give me understand this. There's a time and a place to ask certain questions. Because sometimes women will ask questions like, man, I don't mind the question, but you're going to ask it right now. I, I'm barely chewing through my sandwich. I'm barely true through my sandwich. Hope they're up. Nicole says, I'm going through a breakup as of Monday. Today's Wednesday. Okay. How do I know if we should try again or just stay apart from a Christian background? Great question. Why did it break up? Why did it break up? Like, Like things break because it was mismanaged. Like if I drop my phone with no case and no screen protector because I didn't handle it correctly, it broke. So so why did it break? It's a reason why it broke because things break because of brokenness. And if there's still brokenness in your nest and there's brokenness in his nest, then, then, then it's time to break away completely because everything boils down to how it starts. If it started, if it start, if it start is in God, then you can take heart and trust that it will come, it will come back together. But if you know your guy started in sin, and you know you guys started without asking God, you guys started, and, uh, and you know that you was emotionally broken, and y'all started, and you knew that he was emotionally broken, and he knew he was emotionally broken, but y'all was just trusting to see it will come together. No, 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 no. Things come together with things that bring it together because the things that bring it together are actually together. So God is not going to bring, he's not going to bring you and you not together and then bring him and he's not together to bring y'all together because when he brings y'all together, y'all won't be able to gather anything together. So you measure a thing by, by its beginning because if you look at its beginning and you don't see, and you see a bunch of sinning in the beginning, then chances are then it's never was meant to be. Now, people make mistakes and it was meant to be and y'all made mistakes. But I'm talking about like if you know for a fact you ain't prayed to God, you didn't seek God or whatever way and y'all broke up. And the reasons why y'all broke up is because of brokenness. Then 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 and you're going to have a broken mess. If you don't if you don't build yourself up. Right. So how do you know if you should try again? No, no, don't try again right now. Right now, you got you don't try again. <clears throat> Until you're you're mended, and, and what I mean, try again. It may not even be with this person. You may, when it's time to try again, you're you're mended within. So right now, don't worry about the breakup. Now it's time to be built up. Now you just have to say, okay, right now you're gonna have a bunch of emotions. Right now you're gonna have a bunch of thoughts in your mind. You're gonna have a bunch of feelings. Your body's gonna be craving him. All that stuff is gonna happen. But now you gotta say, <clears throat> God, you broke this up for a reason, or it broke up for a reason. Now for this season, I'm gonna find my reason for my life. 
and I'm going to pursue that with all of my life. And I'm going to trust you, God, that you will bring the right person into my life. So right now, stay apart for a period of time. Stay apart. Stay apart so that you can come um, become the part you need to be to play the part that God wants you to play the part in. Because I'm telling you, it's, it broke for a reason. Now, this is this exercise I need you to do every time you feel emotionally that you want to be connected with him. Number one, first thing you do, you get a sheet of paper and write down why it had to end. <clears throat> Facts over feelings. This book right here would be a great resource for you. Facts over feelings. This book will help you process your feelings so that you can find the facts behind them so that you can get back to fulfilling your roles in life. Another book that I think I it will be a blessing to you or be, be a benefit to you is The Purpose of Freedom because there's going to be there's some soul ties. No matter who you with and how long you with, and there's some level of tie to them. So this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will help you uh, untie from them and, and begin to understand how you can be free. Hope they help, my friend. Get those two resources. I, I I know for a fact to be a, a blessing. Okay, you said a lot of arguing, but when we're good, we're great. You're arguing for a reason. Now, arguing is is you gotta ask what you're arguing about. Like like like, there's nothing wrong with conflict. And what I mean by conflict, we're talking about a good conflict because it shows that you care. Right? But arguing over unnecessary things and there's no listen. <clears throat> when you argue, is there ego? If pride resides in the argument, then it probably wasn't meant to be. A person of God has a way. Yeah, I'm upset, but I'm not upset long. There's 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 a clause. There's a standard. There's a pillar in their mind that says, I don't let the sun go down in my wrath. I don't stay wrathful long. I don't stay upset long. If, if a person stays upset longer than the sun rises or the sun sets, and as my bet is, I, I, I know for a fact that that person may not be spiritually mature enough to be with each other right now. The apology has to come before the sun goes down. Like, like if 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 it's a lot of arguments and there's a lot of pride, it means there's restlessness and there's no stillness. So I hope they help. <clears throat> I got to go, y'all. I love you all. Thank you all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions. Uh, okay. Uh... <clears throat> real quick, I won't go past this question. I'm going to do rapid fire real quick. Uh, Purpose says, how, how to trust God more and think more positive about life in the future. How to trust God more? You track God's track record. The best way to trust God going forward is to prove his trustworthiness backwards. So when you look backwards and you say, hey, God has truly been good to me. God has been faithful to me. Here's the evidence. Here's the fruit. Then I can go forward. You think more po Thinking positively is a choice. You got to choose to be positive. You can't wait to be positive. You got to choose to be positive and, and think positive. And, and those things are disciplines. You can't desire to think positive. You have to have disciplines of thinking positive by actually choosing to be positive. Nicole J says, I've been dealing with the soul tie with my son's father now for some years. Can God really heal me completely because I'm still so torn and have to deal with him and it hurts? I feel like I've tried it all. Great question. This book right here would be a great resource for you. This book goes into great details about soul ties and the layers to them and how to be untied from those soul ties. But to answer your question pretty quickly, your emotions are still tied because your mind hasn't been renewed. 
You haven't changed the way you see him. You haven't changed the way you see yourself. You haven't possibly changed the way you see God. You possibly haven't changed the way you saw you see a situation. And if you see those things uh, originally or based upon what you your experience with the person, then you ain't going to be able to see yourself away from the person. So you're emotionally torn and hurt still because your mind hasn't been renewed. Your mind has to be renewed. You have to change the way you see yourself. You have to change the way you see your, your situation. And you have to change the way you see your future. You have to change the way you see God. If your mind is not renewed and you conform to the way the world sees your situation, then you will always be affected emotionally by the situation. But check that book out. It has a lot of layers to it. Uh, IMJ, INFJ, Mary, I'm an INFJ person too. That's cool. INFJ, Mary says, how? Hey, I feel like my whole film is falling apart. Everybody's separated and not getting along. How do I deal with this? As an INFJ myself, I understand how you feel. We care about uh, 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 connectiveness. We care about things flowing. We don't like conflict, right? And so the thing is, your family may be falling apart, but you have to ask yourself, is, am I allowing the fallingness, the, the falling apartness of my family to cause me to fall apart? What I've learned as a, uh, as a growing, uh, maturing INFJ individual is to realize to be attached, but detached. Like I love you, but I'm not going to love you more than I love myself, Right. And so if everyone is choosing to be separated and you know, because we struggle with the Jesus complex, we think that we can save everybody and you can't save everybody. You can't save anybody, actually. And so you have to begin to understand, OK, is this a burden I'm supposed to carry or is this a burden I carry to the cross on the cross or a burden I carry in prayer to see if God even wants me to pray about this because people make decisions. So you deal with this by making sure you realize that things like this happens in families and 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 be and begin to assess, hey man, I can't allow myself to be so emotionally involved that I'm dissolving in the conflict, I'm dissolving in the issues and not really pursuing the things I need to pursue in my own life. Hope that. Man. Purpose says, I have very specific things that I'm physically attracted to, and a woman does this make things more difficult or easier for me to find her. You don't don't worry about finding her, it will find you. Trust me. T says, What's up, coach? Meeting a girl today. What kind of prayer could I pray for God to guide me and keep me focused on the things I should be looking for? Great question. Um, um, just uh great question. Um, be nice, be a gentleman, be observant. Ask a lot of questions. Ask questions like, uh, uh, where do you see yourself five years from now? How's your walk with God? What is one What is one attribute of God that, that, that you are connected to? Uh, what's your favorite scripture? Um, um, uh, uh, what was the last conflict you overcame? Uh, um, questions like, and maybe you don't have to be that heavy in the beginning, but focus on purpose things, focus on aspirational things, focus on inspirational things. Let them tell you about how they feel about themselves. Uh, ask them questions like, what's what's one trait you love about yourself? Ask questions like, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Where, where do you see... Uh, uh, what is the most exciting thing about God to you? Uh, ask those kind of questions or you can really see their depth. If there is no depth, then, then you won't find no treasure. You can't find treasure in shallow people. You find treasure in people with depth. Aline says, these were really good wisdom. Great, great. God gets the glory. 
Chris Parks is awesome live coach. Definitely an eye opener to that man in the mirror. Searching for love in all the wrong places rather than placing that love into God who will in time reveal your rip. That's right. Trust God. Living on say, how do you pray for a stranger that stole your car? And you don't got to pray for them. You know, it, you just got to learn from it. They stole your car. You got to say, did I lock my doors? You know, you know, count it a loss and trust the boss that he will bring, that he will uh, uh, a hundredfold your loss. Hope to help. Hey, back and forth. Thank you, coach, very much. I'm definitely going to buy the books. Thank you so much for your support. I know they will be a blessing to you. Uh, it was mainly me trying to adjust to him, working on the road and dealing with short-term, long-distance relationships. Then, then you got to say, okay, hey, man, am I securing of myself? Like The thing about those situations is you got to say, okay, do I have enough purpose to focus on while that person is flowing in their purpose? Purpose has a way of putting things in perspective. And so you got to say, okay, uh, go and do your thing. You're not my husband. I can't make you stay home. And, and, and because you don't want to be a headache to a person the per where the person loves the road away from you than the road coming towards you. I got I said I was gonna stop at that part of the question, but last one back and forth. You so welcome, T. Thank you, coach, for everything you work. Last one. I'm suffering, been fighting a soul task since 2019. I've done everything. I've prayed, fasted, cried, out, eliminated all contact, grew relationship with God, and still he haunts my dreams. Well, then you have to, then then you haven't done everything. You haven't done everything. And, 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 and everything could be that you have to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal in you um, the mental, so, somewhere in your mind, somewhere in your mental settings, the settings are off, right? You, you've prayed, but what, how, what did you pray? Did you pray God's will? Did you pray for strength? Did you just pray uh, <clears throat> uh, um, for things to work out? What did you pray? How did you pray? And what was the faith in your prayers? You fasted. Did God lead you to that fast? Or did you fast because you want to get a fast track back to him or a fast track away from him? You cried out. But what what, what did you, uh, uh, was the crying, uh, 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 what did you do after you cried? Uh, eliminated all contact. Good. But just because you eliminated all physical contact, maybe you didn't help uh, go into the layers of disconnecting the contacts you have emotionally. You grew a relationship with God. Do, do you know what a growing relationship with God is? So you have to examine each of these. You got you know your prayer life. You know what you the real motive of your fasting. You knew you know what you did after you cried. If after you cried, or, the thing is, are you in purpose right now? The best way you can do all those different things, but if you're not pursuing purpose, my first book is not in here. Uh, my first two or three books hold significant pain. I was asking God to take the pain away and God said, go write a book. Go write a book. I need to take the pain away. But in the process of writing the book, the pain went into the book and now that book holds the pain and I don't hold the pain anymore. So now you got to say, am I on purpose? Am I in purpose? If you're not in purpose and you're idle, then your idleness will cause the enemy to, to, to destroy you and to affect you mentally. Hope to help. So get this book, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So freedom is, is possible. This book will be a great resource for you. This book, World War Me, a spiritual warfare book may be a good book for you. And uh, Facts Over Films would be a great book to consider as well. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions. Back and forth said, great point. I, oh, uh, thank you. You're so welcome. I'm not living my purpose. You're right. Purpose has a way of removing the pain because your purpose helps you gain from the pain and calls you not to even look at the pain the same. 
Your advice is always helpful for me. Don't stop with these lies. I'm trying to try to do them every day, five days a week. How do you forgive your ex-baby's mother for cheating with him? Uh, realizing that your sins against God is greater than the person's sins against you. And if he forgive you, you forgive them. And forgiveness is not about giving them uh, freedom. Forgiveness is about you going forward. Forgive, giving me the opportunity to go forward. So I hope that helped. Check that book on Soul Township, other resource. I love y'all. Uh, y'all seen the books already. Um, I don't showed you a lot of books. Uh, thank you all so much for your support. Those who, uh, you go to my website right now for books, card games, resources, ways to support what I do, um, life coaching, all that good stuff. Uh, I, my 10th book is coming out pretty soon. I'm excited about what I'm rolling out in the next few months. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Love you all. I'll see y'all next time. Uh, peace.